0: Welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. Today, we're talking about the one principle that guarantees that food freedom will eventually manifest for you, and you know, if you are someone who um doesn't really believe that it's possible for you, you know, if you've tried so many times and it hasn't happened for you yet, if you don't trust yourself to follow through on the things that you commit to, um, listen to this episode to through to the end, because by the end of it, you will understand the three faulty programs that have been keeping you from believing that food freedom is inevitable and how to override them. So if you want to have the inner strength and confidence about your recovery, if you want to have a mind free from constantly thinking about food and actually feel confident because you feel control over your eating behavior and therefore know that weight loss is inevitable as a result, then let's go ahead and dive into this episode. All right, so let's start off by talking about what is food freedom. This is a term that... I've been hearing more and more and more and more and more. Um, And I think so it bears, um, you know, just taking a moment to define it a little bit. What are we talking about when we talk about food freedom? And so here is how I define food freedom. And this is what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Food freedom is when you are able to um, freely and easily make choices from an, a place of empowerment about your eating, that feel like they're coming from your core level of being. That means that when you're making food choices, they are basically, they basically they feel effortless, because so much of your eating behavior is automatic. And that automaticity is aligned with your specific individual values and goals, which means that, you know, although food freedom feels effortless, there has been intentional effort that has been put in on the front end to align your identity as an eater with your specific goals and values. So that when you are moving throughout the world, eating feels effortless for you. So that is what I'm talking about when I say food freedom. All right. So what are some of the faulty programs that keep you from believing food freedom is inevitable for you? We're going to talk about three of them. All right. So the first faulty program is this. It's never worked before. So you don't believe that it'll ever work for you in the future. So this is one that I struggled with myself for so long um, because, you know, when you have tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed, you and you're telling yourself the story that that something is wrong with you, that you are a bad person, you beat up on yourself, you, um, yeah, you make it about that you are just not good enough, that everyone else can do it, but not you. It starts to program yourself that what happened in the past will just continue to repeat itself over and over and over again. And the thing is that, you know, it, the programming is telling you that it's not going to work in the future. It's the very program that you've created that's telling you it'll never work. And so when you're when you're working from this, it's never worked before, you know, what you're saying is that you are willing to continue to choose from your past. And, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Um So the first step to overriding these old programs that are no longer serving you is to start to change your self-talk that, you know what? The past is no indication of the future. Look at anyone who has Creating success in their life. They weren't born successful, which means that they went through a period of time when things weren't working. The reason, the very fact that they are considered successful is because they went from not being successful to having success in their lives. So, you know, it's not a matter of things just like, you know, it's not a matter of past experience. It's a matter of your ability to learn. And the thing is that we have neuroplasticity. We have the ability to learn and to change and to grow. So, you know, it's a matter of what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the past? Are you going to focus on your capacity to learn new things, to learn a different way? When you focus on your capacity to learn, then that helps you to be open to something new, something that you haven't tried, something that you haven't seen before. And the people who are relentless and frankly stubborn and just keep on trying something new, those are the people who eventually get what they want. Or the people who are just plain stubborn. I use that word as a word that I love <laughs> um, when it comes to growth, to you know, to um, bettering yourself because it's so much less um, hoity-toity, so to speak, you know. And it really speaks to just persistence, you know, when we just persist. Um, until we get it, that is, it's, it's just so overlooked, you know, just simple persistence, just keeping going until you get the thing that you're, that you're trying to get. So that's the first one, you know, going from telling yourself, okay, well, it's never worked before, so why bother to, you know what, I can learn, I can learn anything and I'm willing to learn. All right. The next faulty program, um, is I can't imagine it. Now, this is one that I've heard a lot. You know, when I'm having conversations with women who have struggled with binge eating for, you know, for most of their lives, for 30, 40, 50 years, when I ask you to imagine your life in six months to a year, imagine yourself having food freedom. What happens for you? Does your brain shut down? Do you feel anxiety? Do you feel fearful? Um, does your mind automatically start going to what you don't want? If so, these are totally common um, reactions to that question. So many times we've spent so much time thinking about what we don't want that that is what our automatic Um, that is the, what automatically happens in our brains. And so, you know, I can't imagine it. I can't see it. Um, number one, you know, not all of us are visual. So you're not always going to be able to have pictures in your mind about it. Um, so it might be more of having a feeling, um, you know, feeling into it. And if you don't have, That if you can't bring up a feeling or pictures or, you know, imagine it, that's okay. Instead of trying to imagine it for yourself, look at, you know, think about somebody who does have it. Imagine someone who does easily, you know do the things that you want to be doing. So like if it's someone who easily eats when they're hungry and stops when they're full, maybe it's someone who just really enjoys their, their food, but doesn't um seem to overindulge. Maybe it's somebody who naturally just eats healthy and enjoys it. You know, what are the things that um you see the person who has a relationship with food that you want doing? And look at it from their perspective. It's proven that we can actually put ourselves in someone else's shoes and, you know, imagine their experience. So if you can't imagine it for yourself, that's okay. You know, we, you can start where you are and try to see it through someone else's eyes. But the other thing is notice that your brain, wants to keep um keep you safe and is not going to just allow you to um start thinking about something new right away you're going to actually have to Start to reprogram your brain to start thinking about what you do want. Now, this is something that we all have to do. We all have negativity bias, all of us. And so, when you catch your yourself thinking about the negative again, just gently, you know, notice it, be, recognize it, and gently move it back to what you do want. Allow yourself to really go there, and I find that this is one of the most uncomfortable things that you know those who who uh, struggle with emotional eating, um, who I call "wear food prisoners." This is one of the most challenging things for us to do because it is so uncomfortable to imagine life being actually easy and fun and joyful and good all the time and you know for me when I started to have a life that just felt good where I felt good in my life where I felt happy most of the time it was so uncomfortable like I had to actually allow that to be my new normal you know and so this is totally normal it is just your brain um trying to keep you safe, but it's you're the only person who can change that. You're the only person who can actually um start to set uh, reset your brain. And, you know, that really starts by just catching it in its tracks, and then redirecting it to where you want it to go. This is like going to the gym and putting in reps, right? You're going to do it over and over and over and over again. And yes, when you first started, it, it's going to feel exhausting. Um, and, you know, you can either do the work to reprogram your brain or you can, you know, exhaust yourself fighting yourself for the rest of your life. So that's the choice that you get to make. All right. So the third faulty program that keeps you from believing food freedom is inevitable um, is I don't have any evidence. I've never experienced it before. So how can I possibly, you know, um, imagine in the future? Well, one of my favorite quotes is Albert Einstein. You can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created the problem. So, you know, of course you don't have the evidence in your past. If you did, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. Um, but the fact that you are means that you're willing to see things from a new perspective. So have you considered that it's these very thoughts that are keeping you from gaining new experiences? See, it's not a matter of believing it's possible. It's a matter of overriding your old programming with new programming. So... This is a big, 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 big takeaway for you. Your beliefs are learned. They're learned. And so the key principle that I want for you to take away from this episode is this. Anything that has been learned can be unlearned. So the first step to make achieving food freedom inevitable And this is um, coming from, you know, the methodology that I created, the embodiment method, is that anything that can be learned can be unlearned. So just like a computer cannot do what it hasn't been programmed to do, you must have the correct programs to have success. And if you're not experiencing success, if it feels like a constant struggle or you get results, but you can't keep them, you constantly slip back into old habits then you must upgrade your software. This is exactly why the first step that I uh, teach my students in the embodiment method is integrated identity. To begin intentionally rewriting the scripts and programs that have been running in the background, metaphorically slowing down your operating system and sabotaging you from your goals. And you can literally begin today um, by doing this. Never allow yourself to entertain a thought about what's not possible for you again. Just don't allow it, you know, Um, be relentless about stopping those thoughts about not believing in its tracks because now you realize that that belief is simply a learned idea that you repeated over and over and over again until it became a belief for you. And the longer you repeat that idea, the more you entrench it in your brain and reinforce it in your identity. So if you want to get started reprogramming your beliefs today and make food freedom inevitable for yourself, stop allowing yourself to continue thinking that just because it hasn't happened yet means it can't happen. So the simplest way to reprogram yourself is through repetition, consistent repetition. All right. And of course, if you want to streamline this process and get support as you do the work, I'm here to help. Just DM me on Instagram and I'll reach out with an application link to make sure that um, I can get you the best results. And we'll hop on a call and talk about if it is the right fit for us. OK, for both of us. Um, so today we talked about the three faulty programs that keep you from believing food freedom is inevitable for you and how to override them. So belief number one, um, or the faulty program number one is it's never worked before. Um, the next one is you can't imagine it. And the third one is not having evidence for it or having experience before. And so we talked about, you know, the one principle um to override all of these programs is your beliefs are learned. Anything that has been learned can be unlearned. So when you're willing to learn and to learn the skills and tools that will give you the new programming, that new software um, to build your identity on, that's when you make your own success with food freedom inevitable. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rishandie Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.